it's Jen the Builder. And Corey. Happy fall. Welcome in fall or autumn for some of those others that like that word better. Yeah, how is everyone? It is good in the Elevate studios because we've decorated oh yeah for the fall and it is beautiful so it is good in the elevators neighborhood (laughs) there you go and the smells in here so for our shoppers i have to share this absolutely if if anyone has never been to kirkland's go to kirkland's i don't know where they're all located but they're definitely here in southern california and all fall items are 50 percent off yes Yes and yes. (laughs) And that's for all the stuff we bought. Yes, yes, and yes. Yeah. So not only does it look beautiful in here, uh, it smells like fall. Mm -hmm. So these are the pumpkin smells, butterscotch, vanilla. Apple cider. Mm, All that good stuff. And so, again, half off. And then they have, and Corey, I don't know how you say this word, sachets sachets yeah one of those anyways you shake them and it just smells so beautiful all and throughout so, the house yeah. yeah oh crazy man yeah, i love yeah. it i love it i can't get enough of those uh autumn and fall smells especially pumpkin i'm a absolute nutcase when it comes to pumpkin smell so you just gotta gotta get that in your life yeah we'd love to see your pictures of your decor for the fall if you do do that um, if you can just tag me on there, that'd be great. My Instagram is Jen the Builder underscore Elevate. And then I am going to share some of our stuff too, because decorating is one of our favorite, most favorite things to do ever. Um, and then another thing about me, and I think most people are now are into candles. Mm-hmm. So love to light some candles. And that's been one of my favorite things when I work from home too. Like, I start my day, gotta light them candles. Yeah, man. So, today, Corey, there's a couple of big days going on. One of them is National Mental Health Day. Right. So, I've got a prompt or a couple of prompts I'd like to share on that. And then, of course, it's our Indigenous Peoples Day. Absolutely. And I'm looking forward to that. And I'm glad that it's uh, it's a part of our... um, our heritage is a part of our, our celebrations in, mm-hmm. in, in the world, actually. So, um, man, I, I really don't even know where to start when, when it comes to this kind of uh, celebration. Well, let's go back one week and acknowledge that it was Hispa- uh, National Hispanic Heritage Month. Or, you know, but we celebrated that at work and it was incredible. Oh, my goodness. Incredible is an understatement. A straight up party. That's all I can say. It was just amazing and to show you how it goes full circle for me uh there was a, a dance group there called heart of samba and heart of samba is directly connected to my producer who lives in florida his girlfriend sends these dance troops out dance teams out and um she's a part of that so when he seen the video i sent him he said oh i know them mm-hmm Amazing from the East Coast. Right. All the way here. Connecting to the West. Yeah. So the theme of this, and by the way, this is at the company we work for, which is, um, was one, one of the awards for a better place or best place to work. Yeah. And so we're number 15 
in the nation as far as healthcare organizations that's huge yeah, that's, and that's we serve crazy. a huge population yeah. so it makes it more difficult for us to service our members especially in the big rural areas in certain places in san bernardino county and everything right yeah so we're just so super proud of that and the theme for hispanic heritage was carnival i mean and they really did that i there was a section where I felt like it could have been a cruise line. And then <laughs> there was a bunch of vendors, good energy. And by the way, so I know it's a whole committee and people supporting the community to make events like that happen. Um, but Ben was the, is the, I want to say he's the ringleader. Like he puts all of this stuff together. He keeps the energy at high from the moment he's, uh, planning it, organizing it, and actually executing it. And Ben was on one of our episodes for Take the Elevator with his beautiful wife, Luana. Who actually sang yes. and just blew everyone's socks off. I mean, this woman is a straight-up entertainer. And, and I'll mm -hmm. always say that because every time she has the mic, it's like, what is she going to do next? right how's she gonna blow our blow us away this time you know so yeah, yeah she's she's incredible he's incredible and i get i take nothing away from ben ben is an incredible guy with all kind of talents and gifts and then he whips out dj turntables and he's able to that's right cut and scratch and mix it up on the uh, dance floor so yeah you know good stuff for them i mean we could do a whole episode on them truly yeah. when you're talking about people who plug into the community and are about people um and he's in school to get his doctor doctorate. So Ben, if you're listening, we wish you all the best. You got this. I think he's like got another year, and then we'll be calling him Doctor Ben. Doctor Ben <laughs> to the rescue, right? So I asked you earlier, Corey, about Indigenous Peoples Day, and I was like, was this a holiday last year? I have not had time to really research it. I don't remember it being one. And maybe, I mean, it was a day, but as far as a federal holiday, that right. I'm not sure of. Well, I've been celebrating it for <clears throat> like the last five years. Uh, once I discovered a few things about indigenous people, mm -hmm. being one myself, you know, I just thought I need to dig a little bit deeper into this. And uh, that may be shocking to some people that, you know, Corey thinks he's an indigenous person to the Californias. However, um, I've dug deep enough to realize that there is lots of truth in that. And maybe on another episode, we can have that conversation. Oh, I'd love to. I'd love to do that. Absolutely. I'm sure people are like, what is he talking about? When we were younger, I, I do want to take a pause to recognize how we've evolved or elevated as a society that we do celebrate other days now, you know, like today, mm -hmm. um, Juneteenth, there was, you know, we celebrated that big two where we work and that was just something we didn't do. I remember when we, when I was younger, Cesar Chavez was a big name that came up Yeah, and you had shared earlier with me, Corey, I loved how you put it that we're honoring people who were here before the Europeans came here yeah, and who know the land and who have taken care of the land and, you know, just all those things and, and the, the respect that we need to show them, which I will, I will say this, the little bit of time I did do research, I just wanted to look 
into it a little bit more. And so I'm just going to say right now, this is off a couple articles that I read. I haven't confirmed anything, you know, <clears throat> but there, I think it's like 15, over 15 million acres of land that are reserved, mm-hmm. you know, it's on reservation. And so our indigenous people that were here before us, you know, live, but there's a lot of things there and it's disheartening. Do you know what I'm talking about? Absolutely. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to backtrack just a little bit because you made a statement about uh, who was here and then who came here, which were the Europeans. And I want to say this about the Europeans because I want to be real clear. I never want to convolute how we feel about anyone. And it's not that I'm trying to be one of those people that just say, everybody's good people. Everybody's welcome. Everybody come along. That's not where we stand. Where where I stand personally is that there's good and bad in every culture, in every ethnicity. And I try to stay away from race because we're not a race of people. We're a race of human beings. We're a part of the human race. And so when you look at it from that point of view, what you're seeing is, all different kind of people coming from all over the world and then gathering in different places. So I don't think anybody should have a, a, a market on one particular part of the world unless they start something that I'm not aware of and I haven't been introduced to anything like that. So, um, yes, the reservations are set aside for a certain group of people. And I don't want to say the wrong name because I don't know what name to call when it comes that people know these individuals by Indians, but I don't think that's what they call themselves. So I don't know. They identify themselves by their tribe. Right. And so the reservations are set for them and their, that part of the land has been pretty much made sacred. So, you know, it's to be respected and not for everyone to, you know, intrude into that part of the the land. Right. Yeah. Right. You are. The thing is, is it's poverty stricken mm. is what these articles are saying. Yeah. That, and only 2 million out of that 15 million has been used for its resources and where money has been allowed to be made by the people that that land belongs to. So, all that to say there's a lot of federal government control as to what happens in that land. So, like, for example, you and I, entrepreneurs, or a bigger company wants to be a business, there's four steps they have to take, whereas people on the reservations um, have to go through 49 steps. It's a lot more detailed and a lot more regulated. Um so yeah, my I don't again have to look into that, but it's just disheartening because it's a people that this was their land, and I'm keeping it so simple because it just I it doesn't register for me how that's done to a group of people that were here first, and so we try to make it right, but not really. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's dangerous territory, but I I can touch on that real lightly if you'd like me to. Um, Anytime, and I know you have to, first of all, take away the idea of 
who was here first. Because if you do that first and foremost, then it, you got to go a whole nother route. But mm-hmm. what we're ultimately talking about is who is in control right now. Mm-hmm. And anytime someone in control gives anything, be it welfare, be it 501c3, be it whatever, there's going to be rules and regulations and strings attached, and you're going to have to follow those guidelines. That's just what it is. And and that's what I was looking at when we were getting into business as far as um, how we wanted to become entrepreneurs. We could have went the 501c3 route, but I knew that there were going to be strings because I worked in the in the church right. industry, and I knew that there's a lot of things that you have to sign up for and you have to do that I didn't really want to do. And and that's the beauty in this country we call America. We can make that decision for ourselves. Now, for the indigenous people, um, I don't know how all that came about. I just know what I've read and what I researched, but I know there's a whole lot more to it, and I just don't want to mm-hmm. jump into something that I'm not a hundred percent, you know, educated on. Right. No, that's fair. And I'm just speaking from my heart on something that I read, you know, in a couple of places. And I think that really hit me too, because, you know, you and I, Corey, we, you are a native um, citizen, if you will, of Fontana. So Mm -hmm. you have this amazing love for the city. And so everywhere around in the city, it's election time. And so we think very highly of our current mayor. And of course, when we're driving around and we notice things that are being um, elevated or updated, of course, we call them out because it's great to see that in your city. Like, I don't drive over any potholes. It's amazing. And if there is a pothole within a week, it's, you know, taken care of. And the city just looks cleaner and stuff. But in the middle of all of this, you spot a couple of homeless people. You know, we, we just... um had a brief moment with one and he was just hungry and wanted food. And so as you see these improvements, my heart becomes very sensitive towards people in general, because everyone we talk to, right, this is a topic of conversation. Prices are high for food and gas and people are struggling to make it. Right. Um, And we don't feel like, we have to be involved with a committee or a group of people in order to feed homeless or hungry right. people. We just see All around that. Yeah, us. we see that that need, and it's like, hey, man, you know, I can go without my, you know, pizza or whatever it is that I'm my six dollar, seven dollar coffee, right? You know, yeah. and and help somebody get fed for a day, two days, three days, because. Um, I'll say this, creative people will find a way to make a dollar stretch. I don't care how high things are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, we meet people who have young kids. You and I, today, as a matter of fact, um, today being Sunday, because that's when we record, but we buy place settings for two. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, this is so strange because we used to have to do it for six and then add another two in case you have guests, right? right? Yeah. We're just coming. And so now here we are and and we're figuring it out and, and blessed to be able to feed ourselves. And I just keep thinking if I had the, our kids as young kids, man, that would be a challenge. Yeah. A huge challenge. So, um, 
you know, Corey, I, I was reminded of the time. One of my favorite things that we've done is Genco Sound Company at one of um, the venues that Shameless performed at is we do some giveaways, raffles, you know, it's fun stuff. And we did a Disneyland package at one point partnering with entrepreneurs in the area. Um, we also just recently gave a gift card to help pe- someone out um, due to food and, you know, increase in gas and stuff like that. Yeah. As a matter of fact, uh, this is crazy because um, that individual that we ended up giving that gift card to is now like one of the most loyal fans, friends, mm-hmm. family. Cause I mean, the people that follow us are not fanatics. They're just good people. They're fans, but they're friends to us as well. And so he has actually gotten us other dates and other gigs to play because he loves us so much. Oh yeah, yeah. I know you're talking. I was thinking about the other time, but yes, to what who you're talking about, absolutely. Yes, that, and that would be Craig. And Craig doesn't mind me calling his name. As a matter of fact, he was mentioned in another podcast, and so um, I just wanted to say and and give a shout out to Craig because, like I said before, he's been a tremendous addition to the Shameless Band family, and um, just really appreciate his support. That's right. So. We'd like to bless another family um, in November yeah, towards absolutely. the holidays and stuff. And so more to come on that. What does that look like? It could be, you know, subscribing to my website as I try to build that community. Um, something having to do with Shameless. I know Shameless has a couple of gigs coming out that you can attend. So we might do something there. Um, but these are one of the things that, we're called to do. Yeah. It's something, you know, we, we've always loved to do. And that's one of the things that I hope for that it can become something more regular, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and it's funny, Corey, because we were talking about this and I don't know if we shared this on the podcast, but I said, Corey, I really miss being in service to the community. And, you know, when you're in school and you're trying to build a business and you're working full time And then you're spending time with family as well. It's hard to put in there. And I had to remember, we have people in our community, in our immediate family that need help. Yeah. Or, you know, that we need to pay special time with and and focus on that. So that has been good. And again, I can't wait till Genco can stretch itself to be um, more and have further like a more, what's the word, more impact and it touch more lives. Yeah. Yeah. We're broadening our horizons and we're making that uh, impact really hit home for people that are not only just in need, but just having a desire to, to flourish. That's right. So there was this quote I wanted to share, and it was actually supposed to be earlier on in the episode, but that's okay. Better late than never. And it's such a simple quote. And it says, if you know you can do better, then do better. Yeah. And when you told me that quote, for those of us who know to do better, we should be doing better. I knew, man, I'm going to go political, and I hate going political, but I'm going to keep it real surface and real clean. Um. 
my issue with people not doing better after they've learned to do so is it's it's really aggravating to me because we've been a country that has seen war for a long time, far, far too long. And so we know that war doesn't solve these problems we're having. And so for us to still be going to war and having wars and involving ourselves in wars and we can't figure out how to talk it out. Now, get this part. We teach our children's children to talk it out. Right. We teach them not to fight. We teach them how to get along and, and go to school and figure it out. And those of us that went to school and realized that there was a fight going on, we may have gotten excited. But what happened? They suspended the two people that fought and they put right. them on some kind of form of discipline. And then if you kept fighting... You were expelled, so you weren't allowed. You were ostracized from the the school. Why can't we do this as as adults? If you can't figure out your issues, and this is where I say I probably shouldn't go political, but <laughs> you know where I'm going with this. I'm get off this soapbox now. <laughs> I just, I just, it just, it bothers me. Yeah, it's again this simple yet powerful thought process, right? And that, and that's totally it. And I'm trying to remember if we shared this during the episode, because I know you're just going surface. So to honor Mental Health Day as well, um, one of the prompts that I really enjoyed was, when's the last time you laughed hard? And yeah, that's a big change from what you just talked about. And it's good change. Yeah. And so we're just going to include all the things in here. Um, So the last time you laughed hard, Gory. Last time I laughed really hard, like I said, uh, I think I brought this to your attention, was last week. And uh, Danny and I, um, during our breaks and lunch, we uh, do a little exercise, get a little cardio. We walk the the building. It's a pretty big building, so it's you're able to get a little bit of exercise. <clears throat> and as we walk, we have these intense conversations about nothingness. <laughs> and so... <laughs> Uh, this particular day, he was making fun of me and I was making fun of him. And er- after we finished making fun of each other, you know, we would stop and laugh. And then we realized, like, people are listening to us. <laughs> and it, it just got funnier <laughs> and funnier. And it wasn't to get attention. It's just if you can't make fun of yourself, if you can't bring light to who you really are and what you do, um, even in our performances, you know, there are things that happen that only we know about. Right. It was just really hilarious, and we got that good belly laugh, so I was happy about that. And that's the last time I did. I love belly laughs. How about you? Uh, Corey, I laugh hard almost every day. All day, every day. But exactly. <laughs> Especially with the team, uh, moments with you, because you are flipping hilarious, the things you come up with. Honestly, if I had a day when I didn't laugh hard, I would be like, whoa, that was weird. Yeah, what's going on? Yeah. Laughing is so good, so good for you. So many healing properties, and it just lightens the mood. I'm so glad to have a team where we we can laugh for sure. We've had a super hard week. Yeah, you know, last week, man, it was one event after another. My most favorite moment though last week, and there's so many, is we did a scavenger hunt with a whole department. We're almost a hundred strong. Oh wow! And if I, if you can imagine, a bunch of adults just rummaging and running through our department floor into other parts of the building because they had to 
go see a chief and get a picture of her and stuff like that. Um, it was just good, mm. you know, to just step away from the work and have a good time connecting and literally running around. That team is super competitive. And they want to do a scavenger hunt once a week. I not I love riding scavenger hunts. It's my most one of my most favorite things to do. But once a week would be a little much. Yeah, that'll be a whole lot of much. Yeah. So for people who lead teams, scavenger hunts, I totally recommend it as an engagement activity. It works if you know me and you need help writing it. I'm here for it. I really am. (laughs) (laughs) What? I like that. (laughs) Do we forget anything i think we covered everything and oh my where has the time gone right well after this episode on wednesday we will be releasing our 200th episode oh my goodness that's really happening and we're gonna start putting this podcast not just on spotify and apple and all the other podcast platforms but we are going to be on youtube so yes, you will see me looking at Corey at times like, what in the world are you talking about? Or Corey looking at me like, let me get a word in. Like, <laughs> you just keep talking. But, you know, we don't mind at all. No. Any any way we can elevate our connection to you and with each other, of course, is always welcome. Absolutely. Well, you know us to take the elevator. We say, look up and let's elevate. elevate. Every day.